0: Welcome to the second season of One Word Check-In, the podcast for those who tend to check out when life becomes too much. When we live our lives checked out, we run on autopilot and often miss the richness life has to offer. We can become disconnected from our relationships and ourselves. No matter how busy we are, it's important to periodically pause and check in. Not only with ourselves, but with others. That's how we stay connected to the present moment. And that's how we stay connected to God, because that's where God is, right here, right now. The one word check in is a practice that summarizes feelings in one word. We check in with ourselves and name our well being for the day, week, or season of life. I'm Pastor Christy, and I'm glad you're here in this moment. I invite you to check in and think of one word that describes what you're feeling right now. now. Sometimes it's difficult to limit to one word, I know, so hyphenated words and phrases are okay. Are you ready? It's time to check in. What's your word for today? I will now share a short reflection centered on one word that can be used in meditation and self reflection throughout your week. The word is taken from scripture in which I will read before the reflection. I invite you to listen to the scripture for the word, phrase, or image that draws your attention. Now, this podcast coincides with Exploring Scripture, a community that practices Lexia Divina together. If you'd like more info about Exploring Scripture, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, foothillsumc.org. Get comfortable and open yourself. To the word that God has for you today. The scripture for this week is Luke ten, twenty-five through thirty-seven, the parable of the good Samaritan. An expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said. What must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to vindicate himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and took off, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came upon him, and when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, treating them with oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. We begin exploring the well-known parable of the Good Samaritan. Jesus tells this story as an illustration to define who is my neighbor, a question asked by a legal expert. If we take another step back, it attempts to answer the lawyer's original question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? A lawyer tries to test Jesus by asking this question, but Jesus knows his hidden agenda. He turns it back to the lawyer, though, and asks, what is written in the law? What do you read there? The lawyer would certainly know what the law says. Yet Jesus infers that the lawyer may be massaging the truth to fit his own preference. The lawyer answers by saying, one must love God and neighbor to inherit eternal life. He already knows the answer. So why does he ask the question? What exactly was his hidden agenda? Scripture tells us the lawyer was looking for a loophole. Perhaps the lawyer knows exactly what to do. To inherit eternal life, and he knows exactly who his neighbor is. Yet he doesn't really want to do what the law says. For Jesus to use the third person, a Samaritan, as an example to follow, Jesus could indicate that a neighbor is even a sworn enemy. Now remember, Jews and Samaritans hated one another. Perhaps the lawyer didn't view Samaritans as neighbors and was hoping Jesus would provide a different definition of neighbor to let him off the hook. The phrase that drew my attention this week was hands of robbers. I can see the angry and violent hands beating, stripping robbing and leaving the person half dead. The injured person was physically robbed, but I wonder if the injuries go deeper. These hands also robbed the person's dignity, identity, independence, and general welfare. We don't know who the injured person was, but he was left there helpless and vulnerable Jesus asks at the end of the story which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers however my question is who are the robbers were there only one set of robbers hands When the priest and Levite passed him by, they robbed him of compassion and mercy. Does the lawyer have robbers' hands? He was robbing the truth by justifying his actions or inactions. What about the hands we offer to our neighbors? Are they the hands of robbers? Are we robbing our neighbors of their rights? Dignity and compassion? Are we robbing them from experiencing Christ's love? Jesus tells the story to define neighbor as one who shows mercy, but I think our neighbor is also the one who is injured. The priest and the Levite are also neighbors. Sometimes we're the neighbor who needs help, and sometimes we're the neighbor who shows compassion. We're called to love our neighbors even when they don't show us compassion. I think the real question that Jesus asks us is, Will our hands steal and injure, or will our hands offer compassion? Will our hands extend Christ's love? Thank you for listening to One Word Check-In. Share it with your friends if you found it meaningful. May God's grace and peace surround you this day.